Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. I am your other cool, calm, and collected host, Anthony. And I'm about to have an emotional breakdown because I can't send someone a text. <laughs> and my name is Chris. And your name is Chris. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, why are you sending texts, man? What do you, uh, what, what you got to get done? Why, why aren't you here 100% gotta... for Star Trek? I have to t- I have to tell my boss that I need that I can't handle doing the podcast, so I need to get back on the other podcast. <laughs> you have a pot. You're are you potting in a pod? Oh, I, th- I thought I was following the joke because in this episode, no, I got it. Yeah, yeah, you I see. got it. No, it's a bad joke. Hi, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, it is podcasts all the way down. It's holograms all the way down. We're back on uh, our weekly our weekly live show. We we've uh, I think every season of Lower Decks we've decided to do a slightly different format of our coverage, and I like this one the most, Chris. I I like this one the most because it's a live show. So if anything goes wrong, I don't have to edit it out. I'm just like, oh, it was alive. <laughs> I do very I get to do very minimal editing. I get to put it right out, and occasionally we get people with good takes in the chat, and we get to steal those takes and make them our content, which is uh, the American way. And I love America. Uh, so, uh, in addition Speaking to of bad jokes, wow! In addition to hey, in addition to another uh, another great episode of Star Trek Lower Decks, we got two new very short treks to talk about. You're you're right, FSF Popcast. It's not theft. It's repurposing. It's recycling. Which, if I recall, is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, <laughs> I just always remember what I think it was Ninja Turtles two. You know, the one that we didn't watch for Ninja Turtles month where they have the sign that says recycled dudes next to all the barrels of cans and bottles and whatnot. I just always, always found that hilarious because they live in a sewer. Well, yeah, I try to make the best of a sewer situation. You're full of bad jokes today. Love that wasn't it. a joke. It was just a, it's just a thing I said out loud. Yeah. <laughs> You're a real funny dude. You're a real funny. It wasn't dude. meant to be funny. It was just this declarative statement. I know, but it was funny. I'm telling you it was funny, even though you're not, you know, uh, trying. Is, is We're all laughing those, at you, Chris. Is this going to be one of those episodes? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Then it it's is, 45 minutes. It is Friday. I guess I deserve it. <laughs> so. It's your fault we're here, Chris. Um, is it? Is it? Someone Someone messaged me and said, hey, do you want to do Lower Texas season? And I said, yeah, sure. Is it my fault for answering the question? or is it? No, I mean, like, it's your fault we're here at 5 o'clock instead of normal 6 o'clock. Oh, like it would matter. No, it wouldn't really matter. It wouldn't at all. Uh, so I actually don't recall. I think Worst Contact was released first for the very short tracks. Uh, I don't know. I watched it recently. Like, like I, it was unreviewed sure. in my list of Star Trek shorts. Well, why don't you, why don't we kick it off? How do you, well, I'm going to kick everything off with a question, as I usually do, Christopher. How do you feel about boogers? Um, I mean, while a necessary part of the human condition, um, kind of gross. Did you know they decay your teeth? They decay your teeth. Yeah, they they have a, a like a chemical in them, like helps wear out the enamel on your teeth. Helps wear out the enamel on your. teeth. So you're saying that, like, if you eat them, or like just like if you do what they were doing, which I don't even think they then in the in the short trek, then they would ruin their teeth. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they touch everything that they eat with their hands. So yeah, that's uh, true. I, <laughs> I didn't see their teeth. 
Well, I mean, they're aliens. Um, maybe they have like just a do like a membrane. That, <laughs> that, what like, other aliens have we seen get? I'm going to keep using the word boogers. <laughs> get boogers in Star Trek. Do Vulcans get boogers? I don't. There's still like like there's a lot of dust on Vulcan. There is a lot of dust on Vulcan. I assume they have to have something. Like they have a very a, dusty place. They have an inner eyelid. Maybe they have an inner nostril. They have an inner like eyelid? Where did I miss that from? Uh, so it's an episode of TOS. Oh, there it is. Where um, it's when a George Kirk is found dead. Mm-hmm. There's these weird... <laughs> they, they, look like, they look like boogers uh, that are like flying around on this planet and they attach to you and they kill you. Well, one gets stuck on Spock's back, so they like flash it with this bright light and he's blind. But then like Deus, S, Deus Ex Machina, a few minutes later in the episode, he's like, oh no, because of the strength of the Vulcan sun, we Vulcans have an inner eyelid. So he's cool. He's blind for like five minutes, <laughs> and then he's he's back on it. Yeah. He's back on it. So I uh, so people like Spock, unlike Tasha Yar. So when something bad happens to him, it goes away <laughs> at the end of the episode. <laughs> Look, people like Tasha Yar just fine. Uh, just producers that, didn't. It's just that Tasha Yar didn't like Tasha Yar so much. She was kind of over it. She wasn't getting enough airtime okay. or something. I don't. I don't know, man. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack that we're not gonna. Uh, Wesley, drugs make you feel good. <laughs> I always channeled that, like that scene. She's like having an acid flashback. Like she popped she her just... back while they were talking, and she's like, "Oh, Wesley, 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 let me tell you something about drugs. <laughs> drugs take you away." <laughs> she goes, "She's just thinking about Nam." <laughs> what a weird first season of a show <laughs> well it's just so weird yeah yeah you're right snow data data did have a thing for tasha yar uh it was a fully functional yeah. thing with in multiple <laughs> techniques what does that he mean multiple techniques like does that mean he can satisfy other aliens i assume like a tamarian i assume or klingon i i don't know and you know who you'd have to ask <laughs> Data, You'd be like, hey, Data, let me see. I think I have this con uh, condinian thing actually. <laughs> Yo, <Okay>. Doc. So <laughs> back on topic, uh, off of Data's Robo uh, appendage, and back to worst contact. Uh, so in this very short trek, uh, acting Captain William Riker, the Enterprise D, uh, and uh, Doctor Beverly Crusher, and a unnamed ensign or something. Uh, go down to an alien planet that just invented the a warp drive and are uh, you know gonna do their whole first contact thing like you're you're we're aliens and you're aliens but we're cool and let's do this and unfortunately those aliens they like to pick their nose and put boogers on things as part of being excited or as part of like their customs they like to shake hands with boogers on them there's boogers all over the walls they were touching and on the railing. Uh, it was just, and it, it unravels over a few minutes of a slow realization that they've been walking in boogers this whole like, time, and I'll, I I love it. I I know that these like I just I know that the very short treks they're not canon. They're supposed to be weird. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be you know obviously comedy, but I I just like that it just went gross. It's like hey, we're gonna give you a scene that could have been right out of TNG, and we're gonna make it as gross as possible. Yeah, when they when they. F- First, like when they're showing the the warp drive or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's a really cool splatter paint like 
background they got going on. That's really neat. Wow, it's even on the handrails. And then his, like as soon as he sticks his finger up his nose, I went, those are boogers. Those like, are boogers. <laughs> like I just immediately, I was like, hmm, hmm. Makes me wonder why there's not boogers all over the warp drive. Maybe it like incinerates it was, them. Maybe. Yeah, it's brand new, you know. They don't have time to christen it. God, that room had to stink. That room had to, that room had to be like I kind of want to vomit just thinking about it. Actually, they, I, was, I mean, I was really grossed out by this show. I mean, you say all that, but in reality, I mean, they're alien boogers. They could be delicious. I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Hey, no. I'm so no 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 no. no. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. The just the the animation style really lends itself to the slow realization because they don't move a lot, so they're just yeah. sta- like because of the animation styles, so they're standing there slowly realizing like that we need to get out. <laughs> Anna, Anna Riker like was just saying, like the the emotion he was able to portray just like, yeah like the horror. Anna He's Riker. Like, uh... Uh... <laughs> and when he, like so. Uh, if anyone hasn't watched it yet, 30-second elevator pitch. Uh, they go down to a planet discovered warp drive. The aliens pick their nose. They wipe their boogers on everything. Riker destroys the warp core. Gorn attack. Yeah. Gets them distracted to look at a wall. <laughs> blows up. Oh, looks like you weren't ready for first contact anyway. Sorry about that. Day Don't call us. He still has it in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, were, they didn't even go, what's that? Yeah. Nope. He pulls out the dust buster and gets it done. <laughs> crusher don't call us we'll call you out i don't even know if that guy's an ensign because he doesn't even have a pip i didn't notice like i, I mean it, he, why would he have a pip well, he's not important maybe he's like the transporter chief he accidentally transported <laughs> yeah. like why no i just mean like he's an nco kind of like o'brien yeah 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 so kind of like o'brien yeah. uh the most important figure in all of starfleet history or its future yeah. uh holograms all the way down was the uh, was the other short. I think they, they were just like, hey, we have to have at least one short where we hit every single niche of Star Trek, every single show all the way down. It was just I think like the well, the last move, the last uh, short track or very short track, I should say, was very like gross humor. This one was just kind of absurd because it just kept going and it kept they just kept going. It's like it's it's almost like high concept in almost, the way that yeah. like that they're. They start with Enterprise, they go to TNG, then they go to Deep Space Nine, and then, <laughs> and they go to Lower Decks, then they go to Prodigy. Which uh, caught me off guard that Prodigy yeah. even showed up. Yeah. Well, the, just the fact that they're all their animation styles kept, which is pretty and they good. they look really awkward. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they went to um, Discovery. Mm-hmm. No, 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 they went to TOS, then Discovery. Then Discovery. Or maybe I have those flipped, I don't know. Uh, and then apparently it's just Neelix watching it on a pad. So, and then a, are we not? Are we the computer? <laughs> what are we? No, it's great. Uh, I, I like. I think this one was great. I think it's. It might be my favorite one because it's. I, I mentioned last week, maybe the week before, that the creator of these, besides also I've make, making the short treks that we we had a few years ago, made the Adult Swim short original. Uh, Too many cooks. And this episode, this holograms all the way down, feels the most like. Too many cooks, which is one of my favorite things. Like, just uh, yeah, I don't even know what, how to describe it. Uh, it's just one of my favorite things. If you haven't seen yeah. Too Many Cooks, it's on HBO Max. It's on YouTube. You should watch it. 
you sent me the you sent me the video, and as I was watching, I was like, oh, I have seen this. Mm. Um, and then it reminded me, this is completely unrelated to Star Trek, a sitcom that came out like I want to say two thousand two, two thousand three, called The Help. And it and it's about Sounds familiar. It's about um a bunch of employees that work at a mansion for this rich family. And it really reminded me of that because like in the first episode, they introduced like 20 characters Oh, it was just and they're trying many. to give them all screen time. And it's like, this, you, this is way too many people like Anthony Sabato juniors in it. And the only thing I remember about him is he made a really crappy version of um, John Carter called princess of Mars, which is hmm. definitely something that we should watch for the pod. <laughs> Put it on the list. Put it on the list. What, 20 people are you exaggerating like no like the sitcom is usually capped at like four or five main people and then yeah i honestly well it's like so like um like seinfeld is a great example there's four main characters but there's a bunch of other people that are in the show for various reasons right like they introduce like 10 main characters in the first episode can't just like can't do that how am i supposed to keep up with all these people yeah (laughs) like i don't care about any of them already I'm not going to care about them tomorrow. So awesome! You know, yeah. it, it is uh, it is the most absurd, and I enjoy the absurdism. I think more than uh, more than most. Like I admit that this this one was probably made for me. Uh, if Just, if that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> like, it spoke to you. That guy down there, yeah. That's that's who CBS made this for. <laughs> they were pointing at me for once. So let's. Those are great. I don't know how many more we have. I actually have not looked into it at all, like how many we're expected to have. They seem to be roughly coming out every week, but then we had two this week to talk about, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with them, but I, I'd i watched so, them forever. Worst Contact came out nine days ago. Okay. Uh, and then... So the... we just we probably just missed Worst Contact last week. Yeah. During our stream. Yeah. Our bad. I'm sorry, I'm not clicking the little bell on the uh, Star Trek <laughs> YouTube channel well, I watched to get it, alerts. I watched it that morning... After I watched Lower Decks that Thursday, and I think oh, okay. I watched it um, with the wife. Like, we watched Lower Decks in the morning. Did she enjoy the boogers? Was that uh, her thing? She did not enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. No. I'm going to write that down about her for... I just trying to figure out Christmas gifts, you know? Yeah. Not... Yeah. Bo- no boogers. Yeah. For sure on that. I think that's a, that's a list that probably includes a lot of people. <laughs> like, I think, like, the list of people that do enjoy the boogers... Oh, that's the same it's, as the list of people that I'm not giving Christmas. It's like it's, to. it's like they're exponentially smaller. <laughs> you know, it's probably easier to suss out who does. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, I don't. I'm not buying them all Christmas gifts. You know, just apparently her. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Don't worry, I've already forgotten that I said I was going to do that. Uh, so on to the the this that was a what an intro. What an intro. I feel like we've potted already. I feel kind of potted <laughs> out. Stay healthy. Uh. <laughs> so this week, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, Season 4, Episode 5, Empathological Fallacies, which is, I'm so glad I was able, I practiced that, Chris. Empathological Fallacies. The hedonistic outlook of a Betazoid delegation infects the crew. <gasps> That's actually a really good uh, blurb for the A story, anyways. Uh, it's a lot of five dollar words in that sentence. <laughs> There's a lot of big words, yeah. uh, and one fake one. <laughs> is it a, how, like if it's a word and a if it's a made up word? I guess Betazoid's a fake word. I think if it's capitalized, yeah. it, like it counts. You think like, it counts because it's the name of it's a proper. fake thing, though. I don't know. 
I don't have an English degree. And if I did, I wouldn't be doing... I'd I'd be writing about Star Trek <laughs> instead of talking about it. I'm a talker. Uh, this is sitting at a 7.9 out of 10. So I think a little bit higher than the last couple of episodes if we have that comparison uh, to look at. I, I like getting to see some Betazoids. Not just a random Betazoid who's in uh, Starfleet, but an actual... Like actual just Betazoids, like some Roxana Troys. Yeah, if we look at that comparison here, obviously, yeah, 8.2, 7.9, This list gets longer every week. 7.7, 7.9. Uh, so it doesn't quite, it's just started. I was only have 169 uh, ratings. Nice. So um, it'll probably settle below last week's, but maybe above Cradle of Vexalon. Um I'm still kind of upset that something borrowed, something green is rated so low. And I know 7.7 is not low at all, but I feel like (laughs) it should be so much higher. Uh, So, Chris, what did you think of empathological fallacies? I said it like seven times before I messed it up. Feel pretty good. What were your initial thoughts and opinions? Empathological? (laughs) What did I say? Uh, Empath? Empath I said empathological. I feel like every time you say it, it changes. But that's all right. Mm, I think you're just your ears. You need to go uh, to an ENT. In terms of the episode in and of itself, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I just want to point out that I have successfully guessed like where we're going every single episode so far. Okay. Like I talked about how in the in the uh, the Cradle of Exelon, I was like, we're going to have a Tindy episode. Because I feel like they're really focusing on her. Boom, we get a Tindy episode. And I think in that episode, I said, hey, they're really focusing on Talyn. Like, I, I feel like they're going to expand that story. Boom, we get a Talyn episode. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to call one this week. So that way I don't ruin my streak. But no, no, do it. Uh, no, you know I said, who hasn't had an episode this season? Me, Rutherford. <laughs> no, he had one um, when he was trying to get his promotion. That's yeah, kind he of had about a B Rez. story. That's he had a B Rutherford. story. Yeah. Uh, I think all in all, when it comes to the, down to this episode, I think it's actually a really good addition. The hedonistic tendencies of a particular Betazoid character, I think we're always looked at like, and it might just be because of Captain Picard, like his attitude would filter down to the rest of the crew, with the exception of Riker, because it's his lady's mom. Uh, you know, I feel like had he never met Deanna Troy, I think maybe those episodes would have been a little different. But um, <laughs> that's some that's fan fiction <laughs> that exists. I'm sure of it. But Ugh. um, but I, I feel like everyone's attitude towards Loxana has always been like either bewilderment, you know, disappointment, or like just kind of disgust. But in this episode, it's embraced, especially by the captain. At first, because she's like, hey, I just want everyone to have a good time. I want, you know, you know, there's these diplomats, you know, when they report back to their superiors, you know, if they say I did a great job, that person tells my boss that, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, she's brown nosing a little bit. Um, a lot of it. She is a professional <laughs> brown noser. She's uh, a she, lieutenant commander and a brown noser. She's, she's very ambitious. Is yeah. the one word I would use to describe. Uh, it's interesting to be. uh what is it? Ambitious and uh, lack any sort of actual <laughs> talent. It's like the opposite of Michael Scott. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, we get to like see kind of the crew embrace it, and that's cool. Like it's fun. It's different. Um, and then as it turns out, spoilers in three, two, one. Our our character Talyn, who's frustrated with the Betazoids, 
And so she's like, well, I'm just going to go to my room and pout for a little bit. Uh, and she can't send a message. And apparently her frustration, she actually gets frustrated. Boom, triggers Bendai system or Bendai syndrome, which is something that mm -hmm. I talked about last episode. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it really just, you know, ties a, a really neat knot like, you know, hey, these are things that could happen. Um, and then in, in that episode with Sarek, you know, when he's crying and, and the crew's like, he's getting mad that he can't handle his emotion anymore. Like he gets like part of the crew starts fighting. And I think one of I, one of them might die, right? Then like two guys like throw uh, themselves off a gangplank or something like that. I don't that. think they die. I know they fall through a table. Uh, sure. Well, yeah, if <laughs> that's the rule of 90s Star Trek, if there's a table in the room, um, there's going to be an argument. And if there is an argument, the table is broken. Yeah. It's More, like, the, like, especially if it's a glass table. I don't know how many glass tables got broken yeah. in TNG. The number is a lot. It's a yeah. very high number. It's like the Dudley very boys high. are there. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think the episode was a lot of fun. Some of the humor, like, I, I, I think like an easy way to sideline some of the characters was to... Um, well, transparent aluminum it was invented by someone we don't know, uh, Snow. But uh, like a good way to like, hey, we're gonna focus on Mariner is we're gonna just essentially make Rutherford and Tindy. They're just gonna have a party in the bar, mm -hmm. um, and then <laughs> we're just gonna focus on Talyn and Beckett. You know, I, I I think all in all, like we get to really focus on them, uh, and then Boimler. Uh, I, I'm not surprised that that he wasn't affected with the emotions with the rest of the crew. He gets to have a, a field day with the security team. Uh, maybe he's going to join security. I don't know. Maybe so. it. I, I felt like maybe they were just further away. Like maybe there was a bubble. Mm, it's true. She's around it. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Things. Things I learned this episode. One. Billups is ripped. <laughs> Like yes. he is absolutely stacking, and that Doctor Miglimo uh, really needs to see a therapist. Uh, <laughs> who does the therapist? <laughs> who therapizes? Who therapizes the, ther the, the therapist? <laughs> Doctor Heal Thyself, right? <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, so I, I like. I agree with most of what you're saying. I think the episode's pretty good. I think it's a great. It's. Uh, it's not as it's not as funny. I think as the last episode. I don't think anything ever will be as funny. It's not, I, mean, I, I don't think it's the funniest episode this season. I don't think it's the worst episode this season. I think it's just a good, fun episode of Star Trek with some comedy thrown in. I felt like the the party and everyone going off. I mean, we can see in the pictures there. I mean, like you said, it kind of gets a little raunchy, a little hedonistic. But they, they already kind of made that joke with the Naked Now episode where, I mean, it wasn't really them. It was fake or whatever. Uh, but it was way more over the top. And so seeing them do it again felt like a little bit of a retread. Like we've we've done this. Well, they this don't is... really do any like sexy time. No. They just take off all their clothes and try to make a pyramid. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Which, just, you know, it's been a long time since I've been to one of those parties. Yeah. So. It's just a little, it's just the type of humor, I guess. It's not the exact same scenario, yeah. obviously. It's just the type of humor we've already seen before. Right. And security taking someone under their wing and trying to make them better, like not, not necessarily healing or, or correcting or what have you, but just trying to help somebody who's going through something is also something we've seen before. So I feel like those stories, we, they're just, they're kind of repeats. Now the, the beta Zeds being there, beta Zoids, excuse me, being there, uh, was a lot of fun. They obviously remind me of the Troy of, uh, of Roxana Troy, 
whom uh, I am one of seven people who love. I love Roxana Troy episodes. Me and my six other internet friends, we get together and we watch them all. Uh, no, I, I think she's a fantastic character, especially with all of her character progression, uh, not just in TNG and into Deep Space Nine, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, we got a picture of the pyramid. Why isn't, well, I don't know why, I don't know why Tendi's fully uniformed. Well, she grew up on an ice planet, right? No, I mean, there no. Wasn't, no, she's the ice. Uh, no, I was thinking of the Winter Constellation. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like no, I think that's No, just, I think the uh, Andorian would be the one that wouldn't be hot because they, yeah. they are on an ice planet. You know? Right, right, right. It was nice to know that Jennifer's still around, even if it's just, you know, a background character. Or I guess somebody in the middle of the pyramid still has uh, most of their uniform still on. Uh, it's a bit ridiculous, the whole thing. Um, yeah, so I just I felt like a lot of this we'd already seen before, but it was fun seeing Talen uh, go through her emotions, like work through her stuff uh, and try to figure everything out. Uh, so at, in that aspect of it, the actual story of it, top notch really really enjoyed it um i think i put it in the name of the stream but why does star trek have so many psychic diseases like <laughs> we're talking about betazoids and vulcans right like these aren't exotic new aliens they've been around for a long time and we don't have any way of going oh and automatically detecting that type of thing and saying oh that the, you're going through yeah. a thing we need to fix this uh i yeah. mean i get kind of get it with the vulcans because they're they're so secretive so prideful for a for a emotionless or trying to be an emotionless state at all times they're very prideful but with the betazoids i mean i feel like we're aware of those diseases why aren't they Uh, more easily detected i feel like it's the same reason why kirk has to wear glasses right because he's allergic to red lax five because there's because there's no other way to cure his nearsightedness right or or his farsightedness you know, it's Worf as strong as he needs to be. Yeah. It's it's just a vehicle for the episode to continue. And I think maybe like the whole, there's some meta context with this episode. Like they're making fun of that. Oh, like, yeah. Bendai, yeah. Bendai syndrome affecting a Vulcan of, you know, such the young age of 60. Um, so I'm only 62. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I want to circle back to what you said about the security team helping uh, a crew member going through something like, are you referring to when Rutherford joined them? Cause I think that's a little different. It's a little different. It, like, it's not that these are exact retreads. I'm not trying to say that's a one for one. I'm just saying it's, it's very similar. It's in the same vein. Mm. I, I guess I just don't see it. Um, yeah. Like, cause it's, I think that's a side of Star Trek security that we've never seen. No, like, not until ever, decks for sure. Ever. Yeah. Like I've, I've never seen like, cause Worf was always super serial. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he was making bets when it comes to, you know, uh, inner ship martial arts competitions. Mm-hmm. But for the mm-hmm. most part, like, he just took his job really seriously. And then the other chief of security that I'm aware of was Constable Odo, who is the exact opposite <laughs> of what, so, what, what I would refer to as jovial. Yeah. So, like, yeah. seeing, like, and I know it's it's played up for laughs because we're, it's this is a comedy show, but like I feel like there's a real truth to when Shaq says like my job is to protect the ship, and sometimes that means protecting the crew, like their mental health. And I thought that was really neat. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Odo liked to help others in lending ear because he wanted to know everything about them because he wanted to investigate them. Snow. <laughs> well, I think the difference also, if we're gonna get off on a on a tangent, is that one is the chief of security. Speaking of Worf. 
on a starship. Yeah. On a pair for in a military organization. I mean, yeah, there's there are civilians, but right, they're all related to somebody on board. Um, and Odo is running. He's running security forces for a waste station in space yeah. with everyone right. coming. So they have very different approaches to things. Yeah. I mean, and I you just... compare that to uh, to Tuvok, who's more war, but he's just very. It, he's more. It's just different. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like Odo would act the same on the Enterprise as Probably. he would on the on Terok Nor. Well, it's just how he it's how he does his thing, man. Sure. I don't think he would ever join Starfleet. I think he <laughs> he doesn't like root beer enough. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I I get what you're. I'm not I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Oh no, I just yeah, I was yeah. just offering. But a, I, I, no, absolutely. A I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, it's just how it landed with me while I was watching it. Um, still a lot of fun. It's not like. I mean, no episode of Lower Decks has been skippable or or anything like that. Um, and it's definitely not the weakest episode this season. It's a lot of fun. Did you I know, really, really enjoyed it. Did you know that Caitlin's used to hunt Beta's head? Beta's no, I had no idea. And eat them? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, was, um, a, that was a little weird. <laughs> just a little. They walk in and say, oh, I didn't know you were bringing me a buffet. Like the fact that it was just like cen- centuries ago. And they're making jokes about it is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, good on them, I guess. Good on them. <laughs> the uh, oh, I know overall, how like, how do you feel about where this this episode lands in the season? Um, I think the what was it seven point nine, mm-hmm. right? I think that's pretty fair. It's not a perfect episode. I mean, no episode's perfect. I think it's it's a great bottle. I guess the voice actor for Dr. Ta'an was in Supernatural. I didn't know that. Everyone was in Supernatural. It ran for yeah. 30 years. Apparently it was a rite I, of passage. Apparently I was in Supernatural. I didn't know. Yeah, we were both uh, we were both background <laughs> actors. You don't remember? <laughs> you get hit in the head by the werewolf. I, I mean, I think if if you're asking me and to the rate The producer it, is showing us a screen now where it shows the Supernatural is actually only 15 years. And I know that. That was a joke. Yeah. That's what we call yeah. hyperbole. Yeah. Get it together. Um. I think it like like in the in the lower decks pantheon, like where it lasts. I, I ultimately might be forgettable, but I think that it's gonna open up some doors to some really interesting things later because they mm-hmm. show the ship that's been disintegrating or all whatever these, all yeah. these ships. Interestingly enough, hasn't it hasn't done it to a human ship? So, Not that we've seen. So just Vulcans, no. Klingons, Orions. It could have. They could have could have done more damage that they haven't shown. Right. Right. right yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we haven't seen them do it to a human ship yet. Right. So right. Um, I'm wondering if maybe there's going to be humans on it. The best the best moment of this episode is 100% where they go onto the bridge of the cloaked Romulan ship. And everyone's disappointed that the Cerritos turned away yeah. from the... <laughs> oh, duh. What did you expect? <laughs> yeah. Let's go to sec- let's go to Sector 87. We'll lurk there. Yeah. Was that Rom Yarlin right there? Right in the middle? The no blonde? Idea. Nah, I, I, they've shown more than one blonde. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, it was a nice cutaway gag. Very funny. Because uh, they always are. Why are they always lurking in the neutral zone? How many warbirds do they have? And why are they always there? I, I don't know. I feel like do it's... Do they not do anything else? Do they have no other borders? This is it? Well, I mean, the neutral zone's pretty big, right? Because it spans sure. an entire sector of space. Mm-hmm. So I, I suspect that, like... I guess the difference is like because I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound reductive, but space is big. <laughs> oh, right. Is it? 
like Federation starships are, they discover new planets and, and, and new species and life forms within their own bounds constantly. Like they, they're not hanging out in the Klingon Empire or, you know, sure. the, the, the Gamma Quadrant or whatever, discovering new stuff. They're doing it at home. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We have new species at home, right? And I think what it is is probably the Romulans have crazy long range sensors. Mm. I'm sorry. <clears throat> they have crazy long range sensors. So oh, whenever sensors, even the more powerful version of the yeah. sensor. So whenever a starship even gets within sniffing distance of the neutral zone, a warbird is just primed and ready. Like they're always mm. cloaked for whatever reason. And they're just like, cool, let's go and hang out. And in case it goes down, we're there to go we're down. We're going to be there. I, yeah. I suspect that's how it works. Is that they're just like their patrols, like they don't have five year ongoing missions. Right. It's just like, hey, it's, I mean, I don't know what, I don't, I, I don't even think I have days of the week. I don't know how it works over there. But it's like, hey, it's Friday. You know, it's us. And then the Tabacula, uh, Dideradex class warbirds, you know, yeah. you're yeah. patrolling, you're patrolling this well, part always... of the sector. We're patrolling this part of the sector. And, you know, we'll meet, exchange our information, then go on our separate ways and lurk it's in never, other places. It's never just one. Yeah. Where there's one, there's three. Like, yeah. Where two or more are gathered. Yeah, what's it, what, what was um, Commander, not to lock, but Moloch? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Oh, goodness. Uh, overall, I kind of agree with you. Um, it, the 7.9 feels about right. It's definitely not the weakest episode this season. Uh, but I, I have to say this season has been fantastic. Uh, I'm eager after this season's over, I might rewatch all of them. Because I feel like this might be the best season so far. I've definitely laughed more. And I like that it could just because it's fresh, like they're all lieutenant junior grades now. And so it's feeling like they're getting new problems and they're doing new things. Took a few seasons to get there. Well, for Boimler, it took, you know, and for Mariner, I think both of them have gotten promotions, been demoted for one reason or another. And then now they're back. Uh, So I'm eager to see where it goes. It just feels fresh. Uh, I really, really like it. The next episode, do we have the title of the next episode? I believe we do. Do it's something about Parth Ferengi, by the way. Commander is Tomalock was the Tomalock. Yeah. yeah, let's see. I can't see the bottom of the screen. Parth Ferengi's heart place. Parth Ferengi's heart place. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Predictions, Chris. I have one prediction. If you want me to go first, uh, well, well, let me do my. Let me Google one thing before I do a prediction. Okay, well, I'm gonna give mine first, Chris. Okay, go ahead. There's going to be a Ferengi in this episode. <laughs> okay. Well, Armin Shimmerman is still alive, so I'm going to yeah. assume that it's Quark. <laughs> yeah. He was in he was in the uh he did he voiced in the very short track. Yeah. Yeah. So, which was looked that... he looked great uh, in that animation style by the way. The Deep was Space it... 9 would be great in that. Was that supposed to be um Garrick? Uh, yeah, Fair Garrick or, I think so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. Um, or any or any uh, any known character, really. But I'm also down for new. Like, we can get some new. That's perfectly fine. I know that Lower Decks is kind of straddling the let's show some new things and let's pay homage to what, what's established. And they're they're straddling pretty well. So hopefully we get a mix. Um, I'm looking, I, I love the Frangi. I think they're fantastic. So I'm looking forward to it. Can I share my this, two favorite um, Armin Shimmerman trivia pieces for you? So we're going to become an Armin Shimmerman Sure. Uh, uh, one podcast. He, he yeah. plays a character in Starfield, mm. which is red. Uh, okay. My second piece of trivia about him is that he played 
Andrew Ryan in the Bioshock game. Yeah. Who's supposed to be kind of a representative of Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand. I'm sorry. Uh, which is, he's also kind of an interpretation of um, what's his face. He's, he's the guy that made the spruce goose. The spruce goose. I'm, I always oh, shoot. I know who you're talking about. Um, but I, I could not name them. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah. Uh, and then Howard and then Howard Hughes also inspired Andrew House from Fallout New Vegas, who was voiced sure. by Renee um, yes, Odo. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, that I was I always thought it was funny that like two characters, two rivals in a show voiced two two such similar characters inspired by sure. each other. So I always thought that was great. So are you you're are you trying to tell me that there's politics in video games? Uh yes. Anyways, <laughs> uh so <laughs> by the time you're hearing this, we are we've started our uh horror in space month. Give it to us, Chris. Horror in space in space. Uh, so we'll be doing that for the month of October. We got five science fiction horror movies that take place not on earth at least for the most part i realized after the fact we just recorded one that kind of takes place on earth in the last bit uh but uh you know we, all is forgiven uh because we are the arbitrators of the truth as far as the podcast is concerned uh so we're doing that uh in september oh, with sep- excuse me november we'll be back to our normally scheduled science fiction and science fiction adjacent movie television show and short film reviews um at least until the end of our season uh, if you have suggestions for anything we should watch or review, whether because it's really good or because it's really bad, you can email us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com or hit us up on any of the social medias. Uh, leave a comment on this YouTube video. If it's on the YouTube, uh, hit us up on X or Twitter or whatever, or Instagram or blue sky, blue sky. Is it, that's what it is. Or is it blue sky social? Do I have to say the whole thing? I don't know. I don't care. But any way you can get it to us, smoke signals. I go outside sometimes. We'll uh, we'll see it. Go outside. Discord was broken this morning. I heard. Uh, <laughs> I I slept in because I had the day off. Uh, so I woke up and I was like, "Oh, Discord was broken this morning. That sucks for everyone who had to get up in the morning." Went right back to sleep. Ah, Bert Jeanois. Did you got it? Yeah. Say it one more time. Rene Albert Jeanois. Albert Jeanois. I I will not remember how to pronounce it the next time we talk about it. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, don't bottle up your emotions because it may cause other people to go absolutely crazy and destroy a replicator. I said regurgitated. (laughs) This doesn't taste like it's been in my mother's mouth at all. (laughs) Bye, guys. My front yard looking like crap has paid off because my property value went up less than everyone else on my street. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave these dead trees in the yard.